Good evening, everyone. This is The Hotness and Sweetly. We welcome you back to another edition of our show, Restaurant Magic. We are so happy that you're joining us. I'm The Hotness. And I am her co-host, Sweetly. Hey, Sweetly. How are you doing, girl? <laughs> doing good. For those of you who may not know, Sweetly and I, we are foodies. We've been eating for years, so we're food experts. And our show is going to black-owned restaurants, caterers, anything associated with food. So today we have a very special person, Mr. Ricky Moore. He is of the Salt Fox Seafood Joint in Durham, North Carolina. He's the owner, he's the chef, and Sweetly and I, we have just been looking. I mean, we can't look at any more websites with food, but his website with the seafood, oh my gosh. So we're just going to go ahead and get started and um, have Wheatley open it up with a few questions for Ricky. Awesome. All right. First of all, again, we'd like to thank you for joining us today. Yes. Uh, uh, first of all, um, hotness and sweetly, right? Yes. That's correct. Okay. <laughs> I got to make sure I, I, I heard it correct. Thank you so much for engaging. Um, you know, really appreciative. Uh, I love to uh, participate in these sort of forums, in this space. Um, so, so thanks for the invite. Really appreciate it. All right. So, unfortunately, we're in Raleigh and you're in Durham, so we haven't experienced your restaurant yet, but we're, we're just excited about doing it. So, you know, our okay. question is, how long have you been in the business? All right. So, um, I started I started Saltbox in October 2012. So, about six years. And what makes mm -hmm. your restaurant unique? Well, <clears throat> I think the first thing is that at my restaurant, the way it was developed is based off of uh, sourcing um, local, sustainable North Carolina seafood from North Carolina fishermen. So that was the that's the first unique component. In terms of the style of the restaurant, you know, it, the original location, which is technically a food stand, was based off of uh, places I grew up going going to eat as a child or growing up in eastern North Carolina. You know, I was lucky enough to find such a venue, such a space, and uh, I spent um, a lot of time. Well, <clears throat> I, have a, I had a lot of ideas, but, you know, when I saw the space, it, uh, it kind of spoke to me a little bit. My my wife asked the question. She said, hey, where can I get a good fish sandwich from? I didn't have an answer. So uh -oh. that even kind of laid the foundation even more, you know. So that's kind of how Saltbox uh, came to be. Okay. She just wanted a fish sandwich. That's it. Yeah. Right. Good old fish sandwich. Right. And, and the thing is, and the thing is, you know, she grew up. Her grandfather was a fisherman, so she knows she knows what a fresh seafood is. I mean, she grew up eating all the stuff, and so so it couldn't be just anything, you know. It couldn't be, you know, and not to you know speak to anybody else who's doing what they do, but you know she does know she didn't know what it means to have a fresh piece of fish. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me think about this and figure it out, you know. So there was a correlation there, and I kind of you know came up with a thought and and kind of started to press forward on it and bring it to life. I love it. I mean, you are a true, true man. His wife wants a fish sandwich, and he's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to get it done. I'm 25 years in the business, you know, so, um, and all of my experience has been all higher echelon sort of cooking. Spent a lot of time abroad, you know, places like uh, Paris and Singapore and oh. Germany, and Germany, Africa, and then here in the States, you know, all the major markets, Chicago, New York City, San Francisco, D.C. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, you know. Uh, yep. I, I often told myself, you know, if I ever wanted to open a business, I didn't want to participate in that 
find dining space just okay. because of the and just because of the economics of it knowing that you know uh, the way people are eating now it's not necessarily um they need to have a always have a fine dining experience you know um they just want a high quality high quality food um wherever they eat whether it be a hot dog or whether it be you know uh something more higher end you know product you know but um i decided to do salt bus because I was more interested in participating in a space where a lot of chefs weren't participating because either you're doing fine dining or you're doing nothing, you know, and now, and now we have, you know, individuals who are not chefs, who are not trained food professionals, uh, you know, uh, uh, developing concepts, you know, and doing very well. So I'm like, wait a minute, I want to, I want to participate where I can feed the masses, but still, still, still deliver the product um, based on my skill set and my love and my craft of food, you know? So that, that, that was another sort of factor for me. Like, um, you know, I can take all of what I know in fine dining and put it in this, this really simple concept that I can appeal to more people, you know, from all walks of life, you know, and uh, they can, you know, um, appreciate what I'm doing. Yeah. Those, those I, are I, I just want to say that's just awesome, the whole story behind that. And um, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we okay. come back, I want to figure out where the name Salt Fox came from. Like, you know, what okay. is that about? Because it just okay. gives me, like, dreams of the salty fish. But I, I could be wrong, people. So we're going to go take a commercial break. We'll be right back with Ricky Moore. When will I get married? Waiting can never be easy. Whether it's waiting on a taxi or a job promotion, it can be difficult. When it comes to waiting on Mr. Right, aka Boaz, it becomes even more challenging to wait while you're single. In this lighthearted book, where's Boaz? I don't know. I'm tired of kissing frogs too. Best-selling author, Nevada York, offers suggestions based on the Bible's great love story of Ruth and Boaz and from her own experience of waiting on God. You will learn the attributes of Ruth and use the Ruth reality chart to do a self-check on your own attributes. Nevada also shares the 10-step plan that Ruth followed to win her Boaz. Obedience and being a blessing plays a key role. Trust the Lord and its timing. Make your season of singleness Ruth-defining. Order Nevada York's latest book, Where's Boaz? I don't know. I'm tired of kissing frogs too. Available on Amazon.com in paperback and Kindle. Hey girl, that's a nice t-shirt you're wearing. Where did you get it? I got it from TeamJesusClothing.com. Really? I like the messaging and the colors. They're so vibrant. Yes, TeamJesusClothing.com has a lot of t-shirts and hoodies with encouraging messages. They have styles for both men and women. Wow, thanks for letting me know. I'm going to TeamJesusClothing.com to place my order now. Yes, definitely go to TeamJesusClothing.com and be sure to check out my favorite shirt design, Team Jesus and Won't He Do It. I can't wait. TeamJesusClothing.com, here I come. All right, and we're back. The hotness wanted to know where that name came from. I'm excited about knowing myself. So, um, you know, after, like, you know, thinking about what I wanted to do and, and you know, I knew I wanted to serve locally sourced sustainable seafood because I grew up eating it. So, okay, that was locked in. I understood that. I understood the menu. I knew what I wanted to do with the menu. I want to keep it very simple, very accessible. But, you know, <clears throat> all, of the, all of the components are well-crafted, all right? So, you know, it's going to be potatoes and slaw, but it's not just regular, okay? Uh, the name, you know, and this, let me tell you this. I, I went through, you know, a lot of thought 
I mean, I thought really deeply about it, you know, and I, and I read all the stories of all the major brands and their, and their logos, you know. So, you know, you talk about brands like Exxon, you know, Xerox, you think about uh, McDonald's, you think about these uh, 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 Apple, you know, I studied how they, those names came to be and, and, and understood why they were so simple, you know what I mean? And, and me being a chef, I'm, I tend to be overly creative, you know, that's, that's the type of person I am, you know. Um, I'll think it all the way through and I'll, I'll make it extravagant, but I had to pull back a little bit because I wanted to take on those same characteristics as all those <clears throat> major iconic brands out there. So okay. I, looked at the, I looked at the structure, the small. Now, let me tell you about my original location. It's 205 square foot. Okay, so that's a small space, okay, and it's a box, essentially. As I looked at it, you know, I said, well, you know, I guess I have to put the word box in the name, but it just can't be box. It can't be fish box. That's too regular. It can't be sandbox. That's weird, you know, so um, I looked at it a little bit differently, and I thought about, you know, the the North Carolina coast. I thought about you know uh, sand, the seagrass that grows on the on the shore there, um, the salt water. Uh, I, I thought about those things and started to kind of mix them up in the pot and try to figure something out. But then mm-hmm. I uh, I was in the Home Depot and I was just looking up small structures, you know. And sometimes they have like a, a book in there that it has sheds, right? And uh, you know sheds are small little houses. So I said, cool. Let me look through here. Maybe the, some sort of idea comes up. Well, um, there's a shed or there's a structure, particularly houses that are built up in the New England part of the uh, the country, northeast. They called um, salt box structures, and what that alludes to, and what that alludes to is a house that has uneven sided roof. There's one roof, that, uh, one part of the roof that's longer, and one part that's shorter, and that was kind of by design, uh, based on the weather. So there's a salt box structure or salt box house, and so. If I looked at the side of my building, even though it wasn't a traditional sort of salt box structure, it still looked like that. So that's how salt box came to be. All right. The details that you took in deciding on the name, it just shows your thought process. And I know that thought process transfers on to your delicious food. So I just that's what right. I'm saying. Thank you. Thank you for that. We're never too old to learn either. So now I know what a salt box looks like. <laughs> right. The second location, I was blessed. Let me tell you why I was blessed. Let me tell you the story real quick. You know, having been open at my smaller location for five years, I used to drive past that location on the way to work every day, okay? And I started to look at it and visualize, okay, so the goal is to scale Saltbox as a brand, okay? I'm not just a one-hit wonder. You know, the goal is to try to scale Saltbox as a regional seafood offering in North Carolina. And every time I rode past, I was like, wow, man, <clears throat> that would be an appropriate transition for me my next location okay and the reason being is because it's on a major thoroughfare it's a single structure so it wasn't in a strip center or a strip mall or anything like that it had very unique art deco sort of architecture so i was like man if it ever came available that would be my next restaurant and so as i put that out in the universe all of a sudden uh probably um, maybe five years, five years, three months after that, somebody gave me a call and said, hey, you know, hey, Chef Ricky, um, they're going to be selling this location over here. Are you interested? I said, absolutely. And so um, I started the process. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, I'm the landlord and the owner. Wonderful. So you saw the vision, you put it in the atmosphere, you made it plain, and now it manifested itself. Isn't that awesome? That is correct. He works, and, uh, you know, as long as you're, 
you're 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 prepared for it. You know, I'm I've always been prepared and for everything. You know, so just in case when everything comes, I'm ready to do it. You know, I'm ready to execute. You know, so. So, Mr. Moore, we also would like to know what is your favorite dish and what is your signature dish. I'll answer that question with one one item. I am, uh, you know, um, I've had the privilege of eating a lot of things in my entire career. I mean, the, the access to food and that sort of thing. But, you know, you never stray away from your roots, you know. I grew up eating seafood. It, it, we never ate filleted fish ever, right? So I'm a big um, bone-in fish guy. So I eat fish with bones in it. I just believe that, you know, there's more flavor when when a fish is cooked on a bone, personally. See, the hotness so, you get bones, but I like the bones too, Mr. Moore. Yeah. Okay, well, that's fair. That's a, that's a, it's just a preference, but you know, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a bonefish guy, so I eat uh, stuff like croaker and spot and butterfish, yeah, yeah. And, uh, that sort of thing. You know, I I eat that, and I appreciate eating that. You know, um, and obviously, you know, if you're reared in that, you know, there's a uh, sort of a uh, rite of passage. You know, at some point, you probably will get choked or gagged. You know, but you know, once you get over that, you know, then you know, it's it's. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's a right of passage. You get someone. Look, my grandmother and my mother would give me some bread, and, and you eat that and push your put the bone right down. No big deal. Uh, but um, you know, for me, um, I just like the idea of even even having those fish grilled when they're grilled correctly and nicely seasoned. They're, they're delicious. You know, they're really tasty. So. Those are my, my my favorite, and and I'm a big uh, full flavor fish eater as well. You know, I eat, I like I'll eat any fish you know that's oily. You know, uh, I, I think those are true fish with a flavor. You know, I mean, uh, do I like flounder? Sure, I do, but I'll I'll eat something more more full flavor than than before I eat flounder. Okay, well, well, listeners, Ricky was talking about the bone-in panfish. I'm just going to take a moment to read off his bone-in bone fish, and then I'm going to move on to the play fish too. So he <laughs> offers whiting, the butterfish, white fish, croaker, spot, herring, ribbonfish. What's ribbonfish? I don't know, but I want it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, these are all the fish that you have to lay. Bluefish, wild catfish, speckled or gray trout, whiting, black drum. No idea, but I want it. Striped bass, flounder, tuna, swordfish, amberjack, dogfish, triggerfish, tripper tail. We want it. Red snapper, snowy grouper, sheep pet. Okay, I'm, I still want it, even though it sounds weird. Sheep pet. And that girl. I know what Matt says. <laughs> Well, okay, so that, that, that's awesome that you put up the website and read that because outside of me serving, you know, serve, serving the fish, there's an indirect education. See, I think, you know, a lot of times, you know, a lot of us have been reared going to places that, that cook fish or whatever, and it's typically the same stuff all the time, and which is fine, you know. People have their preferences, and you got to cook for the audience. But what people don't know is, first of all, there's tons of more species out there that, 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 that can be eaten. And second of all, there's a seasonality that goes with eating seafood. So a certain time of the year, there's only certain things running. So there's, there's no expectation to always have every time you go to a seafood restaurant and if they're really truly uh, supporting, uh, you know, um, local fish and the seasonality of it, you won't have everything you want all the time. So, like, um, right now what's in season um, is going to be stuff like uh, um, king mackerel, uh, mullet, 
uh, uh, flounder, uh, black bass, um, uh, also uh, uh, triple tail. Um, all those things are in season now. So, you know, if you like bluefish, well, bluefish is not running anymore. So it, the, one, the one thing I've been doing for the last five years uh, is, is truly the in, indirectly educating the, the consumer on, you know, seasonality of seafood because you, you can't eat everything the entire year round. You just can't. That's nature. The fishermen go out, they fish for a certain thing because it's, it's, it's coming, it's running. They catch that, and then after that season is over, something else will be coming because it's, it's, uh, it, it's just like eating vegetables or produce, you know. Certain times of year, you're going to eat, you know, uh, a, a specific thing, you know. Well, Mr. Moore, I'd like to um, ask you, where do you get your product from? Do you get it in one special location, or, or is, you know, are you abroad with it, or are you fishing? Are you, are you fishing? No, no, that, I, I would be overwhelmed if I was doing all the fishing. What I do have is I have uh, fishermen partners. I have p- people who fish for me down at the coast. Okay, they have fishing boats, and then uh, I call them at the dock. I say, hello, um, you guys, what you, what are you catching? You know, and they say, okay, Chef Ricky, we have this, this, and this. So I say, okay, bring that to me. And that's it. That's how it goes. Yeah, it's, it's straightforward. You know, it's no, no, no rocket science to it. You know, I mean, the idea is I gotta rely heavily on on the fishermen. You know, I gotta rely rely heavily on the on the idea that you know they can go out and catch something. There's no guarantee. Uh, also, gotta rely on the weather. Right, with the weather and no guarantee. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a moment where you said, "Well, I'm just gonna throw in the towel. I think I'm just gonna give up"? Or how did that work out for you? Oh wow. Uh, well, I never. I'll be very honest with you. There's no giving up. You know, it's just seeing it through, right? There's no, uh, you know what I mean? It's like giving up. No, I, I just gotta, I gotta uh, regroup, redirect some things. Uh, I gotta adjust. I gotta be proactive, and I gotta think downrange and anticipate things happening. But giving up? Nope, 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 nope. Once I start something, you know, it may not, you know, if I start something and there's challenges and obstacles, then fine, I'll adjust. But it won't be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just done. You know, you just got to keep kind of adjusting and figure out another another way, you know. Um, uh, I mean, um, industry statistics say that 93% of all restaurants fail in the first year, and that is very true. It is very true. But yeah, um, what do you I, do? I think, do well, I just, I just feel like for me as a person who's been in the business for 25 years and I've seen a lot of things go down, I've seen a lot of things happening, I'm smart. I'm smart about my business. I've been a student of it for a long time. So I've been taking notes. I've been paying attention. And, 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 I, and I go back to what I shared with you in the beginning is like, you know, the idea of the space where chefs are not uh, hanging out in, like these quick service, fast, casual sort of food concepts, you know. Um, chefs, you know, a lot, of these, a lot of these businesses are started by non-food people. They're just business people, and they do well. So I decide, okay, I'm going to minimize my risk, all right? We already know I'm in a risky business. So right. that's why salt box is so simple, all right? It's fish cooked two ways. You got the same sides, you got the same beverages. The menu is simple and clean. There's no over-communicating anything, no bells and whistles. Um, I, I kept it simple for that particular reason because I know what it means to struggle in a restaurant when you have a lot of uh, extras. You know, that's why I say, you know, fine dining up steel stuff. You got all these, uh, you got stemware, you got silverware, you got um, specific plates. You know, now you got to dress up the dining room so, so it's concept appropriate. 
you know, had to have truth and concept, you know. So for me, I scale all that down. You come to a window, you look at a chalkboard, okay, you order, and you go. Done. All right. Well, audience, you heard it from Mr. Moore. No, no, no. No giving up. And keep it simple. All right? Right. Study to show yourself approved. But now we've got to go to a commercial break, and we'll be right back. My name is Jimmy Davies, and I'm the owner of the Every.Black family of websites. I created EveryBlackEntrepreneur.com because we must become entrepreneurs, and we have to use technology to level the playing field. We support our members by highlighting them in a weekly email announcement. We create a monthly directory where every member has a full-page display. One of the largest advantages of joining the Every.Black family is the ability to network with all of the other members. We have also partnered with the Truth Network to provide a 10% discount for anyone joining and using the discount code of TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, when signing up. Go to everyblackentrepreneur.com. Click on the sign up button and join today. You can reach us at 919-265-8045. Sign up today and join the movement to achieve economic freedom. Shouldn't laws be black and white? Doesn't everyone deserve the same treatment? For 15-year-old Gemini Berry, the answers are obvious. But then a crime shocks Gemini's small town and she learns that many adults see things in shades of gray. In Mika Chanel's novel, Just As the Sky is Blue, Gemini Berry is forced to grow up fast when her mother agrees to play a central role in a sensational murder trial that tears her small town apart. As the child spins out of control, Secrets are revealed and old deaths are settled and Gemini's life is ultimately changed forever. Order Mika Chanel's book, Just As the Sky is Blue. Just As the Sky is Blue is available on Amazon.com, Kindle, and Audible.com. Hey, audience, and we're back with Ricky Moore of the Saltbox Seafood Joint. And we were just, you know, picking his brains on what he did differently to survive in the restaurant industry because whatever formula he's doing, it's working. It's working like clockwork. And this more, since it's working like clockwork, I want to ask you, what is the one piece of advice, of advice that you would give future entrepreneurs who are looking to open up their own restaurant? What would you tell them? I would say, uh, ask the question, why? Why do you want to be in the restaurant business? That's the first thing I would ask because if they give me an answer that um, genuinely uh, speaks to, you know, commitment, uh, consistency, uh, stamina, uh, you know, uh, understanding of the, the business, understanding of the craft of cooking, you know, then I would, I would be able to, to better advise them. But all of what I said applies to any business, you know, but I believe a lot of times you got, definitely have to have a plan, okay? There's no winging it, okay? It's got to be a clear, defined plan. you got to plan to fail. You know, that's really important, all right? That's, you know, the idea, everybody wants to be successful, okay? Every, and that's, that's easy. When all things are in place and everything is working out and, you know, people are coming to the door, but ideally, the goal is a plan to fail, okay? And that, that's going to keep you on your toes. If, if I do this, I will, you know what I mean, I'm going to fail. So, I, I thought about it from that angle. Not, I didn't thought about it from succeeding. I thought, about, okay, I've got a plan for failure. So if I plan for failure, then I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to be smarter. I'm going to be more astute about decision-making. I'm going to think things through, you know, and, and even if that were to happen, you know, the planning process and the thought process and the energy I went behind 
trying to manage all this, it would be okay for me because I've, I would have learned a lot. I, I would <clears throat> definitely say plan for failure. And that's not a negative thing, okay? I'm not trying to, you know, discourage anybody, but, but it, it keeps you sharp, keeps you on your toes, paying attention, you know? And, 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 and for me, another thing is have a clear, defined vision and keep everything simple. I, 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 just, um, I just stress that whole idea is the more complicated, the more bells and whistles, the more things you got to manage, the more things will be kind of can quickly spin out of control, you know, one by one. So keep everything that you do simple. And clean because with that, with that, if you keep everything simple, then developing your brand or your concept, it'll be easier for the consumer to figure it out. Once you start getting overly complicated and overly creative and this right. and the other, and then you got to spend more time marketing and telling the story. You know, if, if a consumer can't figure it out right away, oh man, it's an uphill battle. That that's another thing I would say. Like, make sure that uh, whatever business you're in, you know, um, keep it simple enough so that your consumers. Because end of the day, you're opening up a business to make money, and you need consumers all the time. As many as, as much time, as much time that you're open, you need them need consumers to come in the door. So keep it simple. And also, you have to you have to have a story. Uh, people love a story. <clears throat> the story needs to be authentic. You know, we we don't want to create an illusion for people. People. I believe, you know, business also has everything to do with how well the consumer connects with what you're doing, your, 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 your vision, in addition to that, your, your brand promise. As I think about Saltbox, you know, I spent a lot of time, you know, uh, the idea of thinking about what my vision was and what that brand promise is going to be for my consumers, you know, and making sure that I keep that, keep that open for um, evolution. And, feed, you know, customers give you feedback, that brand promise keeps evolving, you know, so you can always stay in tune because that's your lifeline. That's your lifeblood. You know, without people coming, not going to happen for you. I don't care how good your product, good or service is, you got to be able to deliver on your brand promise every every right. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I right. like your timeless advice, the kiss advice. You said it very politely, but you know, keep it simple. <laughs> well, well, you know, you know what? One of my uh, one of my favorite quotes. And I'm pretty sure you guys saw that. In my emails is that uh, it's, it's by uh, an Italian artist, Constantine Brancusi, and he says, uh, and you know, is his, his he was a sculptor, but he says simplicity is complexity resolved. Yeah. All right. So, so, so the idea doing. I mean, it, it's hard to do simple. Okay, it really is. But once you understand that, and people connect with what that is, oh man, it's it's Everything is on then, you know. All things are in motion. I know what doing things complicated, I know what happens, you know. It, it gets inconsistent, you know. Um, and uh, the more consistent you are over the long haul, you know, all these businesses that have been open for a long time and what they've done to stay open over the long haul. And I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm not interested in, like, you know, like I said, being a one-hit wonder. You know, you do something and, okay, it's over with now. No, it's, this, this has to carry on. I'm, I'm building a... A foundation, so it so it moves forward without me, you know. And that's another thing, you know. And in your business planning, you know, you have to develop your plan to fail, but also plan to have the vision move forward without you, you know. Um, that to me is, you know, uh, business uh, sustainability. So, you know, in my well, business really plan. Yeah, that is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful advice. The two most um, words that I uh, appreciated was being consistent and being authentic. People want yes. you to be real, and they want yep. what they want when they come. So, that's that's right. awesome. so we have about two minutes left, Mr. Moore. So in the two minutes, I would like for you to tell everyone how they can find out more about you. Sure. 
so um, I have two restaurants. My original location is located at 608 North Mangum Street, and that's Durham, North Carolina, 27701. And my second location is located at 2637 Durham Chapel Hill Boulevard, Durham, North Carolina, 27707. Website is www.saltboxseafoodjoint.com. Uh, my Facebook is Saltbox Seafood. Instagram, Saltbox Seafood. Uh, Twitter is Saltbox yeah. Seafood. Mm-hmm. So all of those, uh, you can contact me. Um, Find the number, come to the restaurant, come check it out. My uh, hours of operation at my original location is ele- Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 5. And at my second location, um, it's 11 to 7, Tuesday through Saturday. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. No, no, this has been awesome. Thank you. You are more than welcome. Um, we thank you. Join us for listening in. Now you know all about Salt Box. Seafood joint. Did I do that right, Mr. Moore, this time? Yes. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. All right. This has been Sweetly in the Partner, checking out what your restaurant is all about. Good night.